Thank you all for watching that. Uh, that's from a movie called Ben-Hur. Uh, it's usually shown over Easter. Uh, I think it has a great opening scene. Regardless of what you think, um, you know, sometimes we really need visuals to get us there. And so that helps me. Uh, listen, before we read Scripture, and if you do have your Bibles, uh, I am going to read from Matthew 2, verse 1 through 12. Uh, tonight, if you have a program, there are, there are names these poinsettia dedications. And we always do this. We get poinsettias. But we want to dedicate them. And it's both in memory of uh, those who've gone, gone on and those uh, whom we want to honor. And so I would just like to say this uh, before we get into the message. They're with us tonight. Uh, and for those of you who dedicate them, they're with you tonight. And, you know, I love... Christmas Eve, not just thinking about in the past the angels, but thinking about those who are continuing to be with us. And the Bible actually says this, the saints who have gone on, that they're still with us. And for those of us who who love uh, and who long to see them, I just simply hope you know that. Let's read this, uh, or you can just listen to this in Matthew chapter 2. It talks about what we just watched, or part of it. Verse 1, Matthew 2, it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Christ would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until they came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. Let's pray together. God, I just want to give you this special time. I give it to you because we want to glorify you, your son, Jesus Christ, who came to us. Everything we do, even though it's special for us, we want it to honor you. So may that happen. May this word honor you. And for all of us who look to stars, may we see the true gift the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. In His name we pray. Amen. Uh, Something I used to do when I was growing up as a boy, and I literally did this every Christmas. Um, I might do it tonight. But I'd always do this with a boy. Uh, I had dogs, like many of you boys out there. My family uh, always had golden retrievers. They actually breed golden retrievers. If you need a golden retriever, come talk to me. Anyway, and at midnight on Christmas Eve, Whether it was a clear night or a cloudy night, I would go out, always at midnight, 
usually with my, my dog, get in the front yard, and I'd love to hear, uh, well, the stillness is hearing really nothing. Uh, and hopefully it'd be a clear night, and I would gaze up at the stars. Those of y'all who know me know I'm nostalgic, but I would think back, and I would look above, and I would see the stars, and I'd have my dog, and it would be my special moment, uh, just me and, and the Lord. And I do that every year. And I was fascinated by the heavens, the stars. This past summer, I got the opportunity, my family got the opportunity to uh, be over in, uh, I talked about it this morning, we've got some folks uh, who go to Lake Tahoe here, so I was in Lake Tahoe, and uh, my wife scheduled us one night up in the mountains, uh, a stargazing time, and like they bring like big powered telescopes, I mean not like NASA used or anything, but like you could literally look through this telescope and see Saturn and Saturn's rings, like you could touch it, Okay. I mean, that, that far. And it was spectacular. I mean, it, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, thinking like, you know, it's that far away and yet it looks that close. And like, you hear about that, but like seeing it for real and knowing that even Saturn is out there as a created body. And someone, I believe, created that. Just this connection with the cosmos. The universe. Now, I tell you that because all of us, I think, can be fascinated by stars. It could be the star up in the sky, but we all get starry-eyed. Whether those stars are something in nature, something in culture, like stars of music or movies, or we get starry-eyed, and we are captivated by the stars of creation, and we can often forget the gift who we believe as Christians happen to be the creator. And I think about the wise men because they were astrologers and they were captivated by stars. And even in this passage, it says they saw, they reacted with joy at seeing the star, but they worshiped the Christ child. And so for me, this is a reminder that it's okay to be captivated by stars. Those can be good things. God's created wonders and beauty, but don't worship them because they're not the creator and they're definitely not our Savior. They only point to the creator and they point to the Savior and we worship the Christ child. But we get it confused. And we don't often do this. There's a song that I have... uh, a song that honestly I've come to love, okay? And I love Christmas hymns, but I love the, uh, love the band Coldplay, okay? And they may be a little bit, uh, uh, they may be a little bit uh, like too popular now to be cool. You know how that goes. So, I mean, some of you may like like old Coldplay, but they came up with a Christmas song a couple years ago, uh, and I've played it and played it the last couple years. So, But it's often, this song is, I'm going to read the lyrics, it's often how we treat Christmas. And I've treated Christmas like this, and when my wife hears it, she'll say, I've treated Christmas like this too. Listen to the words. Coldplay, and it's called Christmas Lights. Christmas night, another fight. (laughs) Love you, okay? (laughs) 
Tears we cried a flood. That was like a decade ago. No, no anytime recently. Okay. Tears we cried a flood. Got all kinds of poison in, of poison in my blood. I took my feet to Oxford Street. I had to say that. To Oxford Street, trying to right a wrong. Just walk away, those windows say. But I can't believe she's gone. And I love this. When you're still waiting for the snow to fall, does it really feel like Christmas at all? That's just Christmas in Mississippi. Just waiting for the snow to fall. Doesn't really feel like Christmas at all. Up above, though, candles on air flicker. Here's the star. Here's the light. Oh, they flicker and they float. These are good writers. But I'm up here holding on to all these chandeliers of hope. I'm like some drunken Elvis singing. And that may be true tonight. Anyway. I go, not for me at least, I go singing out of tune, saying how I always love you, darling, and I always will. Oh, when you're still waiting for the snow to fall, does it really feel like Christmas at all? Still waiting for the snow to fall, does it really feel like Christmas at all? Those Christmas lights, they light up the street down where the sea and city meet. May all your troubles soon be gone. Oh, Christmas lights. Keep shining on. Those Christmas lights, they light up the street. Maybe they'll bring her back to me. Then all my troubles will be gone. Oh, Christmas lights, keep shining on. Uh, I say that because it was written, again, a good song. Uh, we'll probably play it as y'all are, are walking out or something tonight. Or... But, you know, it's about this dude who had a fight, maybe broken up. Love of his life, whatever, turns the bottle, gets wasted, uh, goes down on a street, could be the street, wherever, could be a street, any city. And these lights, these lights, these Christmas lights, they make him feel good. They make him feel that it's Christmas. Uh, they give him some hope, they give him some joy. But it's all about these Christmas lights, these uh, beautiful yet artificial, uh, these captivating, yet created lights. And they fill them up just a little bit. And that is so how many of us, maybe many of you, really act towards Christmas. Uh, Whether you've gotten into a fight, or a breakup, or a divorce, or bankruptcy, or whatever it is, we may fill ourselves with, with drink, with food, look up the lights, and it gives us a little high, a little artificial But see, the thing is, the lights will go out. The lights will go out. Even, you know, I think this is a beautiful time, even now, looking at y'all, but we light the candles. I I think it's spectacular. And I always tell our worship leader, year by year, it's like, man, hold that moment. Just hold it. Because it's fleeting. And then we'll blow the candles out. And then the lights will come up. And it'll be gone. And then y'all will all leave. And usually, either me or me and my wife or, you know, we're one of maybe the last five to leave. Maybe the last one to leave. We'll turn the lights off the church. And Christmas Eve is past. And it's over. And I always get a little sad. I get a little sad now thinking about it. It's special. But even all this, it's a creative thing. The lights will go out. There's one light, though, that will not go out. And that's why all of this is a symbol of that light. It should point us to the true light, the light of Christ, the Christ child, the gift. The gift for you, for me, 
that came. And so the trap of Christmas really is to be captivated by all these good lights, these great created things, and, and be captivated by them. But we don't worship them. Just so we don't worship this church, or we don't worship this Christmas Eve service. We don't, it's special, but for those who call ourselves followers of Christ, they should point us to the light that will never go out, that the light you can carry in your heart day by day, season by season, Christmas by Christmas, year after year, until you meet Him. So I want to I read you another song. A song that's maybe not as popular, it's probably definitely not as cooler, but I think it is the most, I think it's the most powerful Christmas hymn because of the words. It's Hark Herald Angels Sing. It's written by Charles Wesley, a very spirit-filled Talk about someone, the Wesleys, uh, who believed in the, the supernatural, John and Charles Wesley. And it has a totally different tone than, than Christmas lights, as good as Christmas lights may be. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners, me, sinner, you, sinner, reconciled, made right because of Jesus. Joyful all you nations rise, join the triumph of the skies with angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king Christ by highest heaven adored Christ the everlasting Lord late in time behold him come offspring of the virgin born of a virgin womb hail the flesh the Godhead see hail incarnate God becoming human deity Pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel, God with us, God with you. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And I think these are the best lines to come. Hail the heaven-born prince of peace, hail the son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he laid his glory by, he left the glory of heaven to come here. Born that man, no one may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them a second birth, born again. You can be born again tonight. You can be born again now. Not by me, not by this church, by the Holy Spirit. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. That is about Jesus Christ. That is about the gift. That is about the greatest gift. That's really about the only gift that matters. The only light that will never go out. The light that you can have in a moment. The light you can carry over a lifetime. And Christmas is about that just as much as it's about sweet baby Jesus and shepherds and angels and wise men. Because they're all pointing to this the greatest gift. He who came to save both at Easter and at Christmas. But why? I want to I finish up. Why? Because if I were you and if I was in that season where I was hitting Christmas, Easter and maybe Mother's Day... For church. Why? Why? You're like, that's good. I like Christmas lights better. You can't fool me. Anyway, why? There's some clues in this passage, the gifts the wise men gave. And you know, they never say there's three wise men. They just say there were three gifts. So we don't know. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These were symbolic too. They weren't random. Actually, nothing in the Bible is random. Just as there are no accidents in Christianity. Gold, for a king. And for you, you may not believe, you may not, eh, that's just crazy.
that I would say the king of the universe of everything is for you and believes in you and much better than like me or another pastor or a mentor or a friend or a spouse. The king of the universe is for you. You don't just live for you. He's for you. He's for your human flourishing in this life. The king. And if you're in him, you're a child, you're a son or daughter of the king. In this earth, to be a son or daughter of the king is pretty good living. Amen? Not that I know anything about it, but we are son and daughter of the king. Frankincense. Why frankincense? Frankincense, the, the Jewish people uh, would use in their services symbolic that God would come to them. And here, the birth of the Christ child, God had come to us. And God has come to you. God, who we cannot see, became seen in Jesus Christ. And then myrrh, my myrrh. Jesus was given myrrh one other time in his life, at his burial. He was anointed with myrrh. It was a gift to anoint the bodies. And this was symbolic, not just that he was born of what he came to do, to live the perfect life that we could never live, to die the perfect death for you, for me, for all. And so for you, not only are you a child of the king, but God has come to us. Not only has God come to us, God has died for us. Uh, At Christmas, uh, amidst lights that that are great, amidst special services that, you know, we, we try to plan and there's a little bit of chaos in it and that's great and special times and even just a supernatural sense, and maybe some of you get this, some of you don't, the Holy Spirit, even then, it, it should point us to Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. He wasn't just born for us, he died for us, for you. So here's what we're going to do now, and worship team, wherever y'all are, if y'all want to come up, start, get set up. We're going to take communion first, Okay. And I invite all of you to take communion. This is not something that we do like it's Christmas Eve. Uh, Communion is is acknowledging what Jesus has done for us. As we celebrate his birth. And actually, I really want you to listen here. This this can be checkout times. Let me just get to the candles and everything. Worship team coming up. I know that. Okay, listen here. It's most important. All the other stuff leads to this. Because at communion, this is a symbol of what Jesus has done for us. And when we do this, we are saying... You say, I believe in him. No matter where you are in life, no matter if you're, you know, even Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, whatever, no matter, when you do this, you say, I do believe. I do believe. You're giving honor. So I would even say, if you, if you don't, you know, if you don't, then you don't have to take communion. But I invite those, I invite those who feel led by the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, to even take a step. Because all you have to do is say something in your heart, okay? It's in like, I desire. I want this. You don't have to voice it, okay? Not even yet, but coming forward, taking communion, acknowledging what the Lord has done. Because above all, I want you to be His. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know where that looks like. If it's in another city, if it's another church. I want you to be His. I want you to be a child of the King, okay? Because then I know there's a plan and a purpose and God's directing and leading and Doing things that I can't even see. So I pray you would come forward. But it is only an invitation.
to take communion and to say, I believe. I believe he's not only born, but he came for something, for you, for me. We open it up to give an offering. And I want to challenge you even further. Uh, You may think, oh, well, I'm not a member here. I'm not talking about giving. I mean, yes, I mean, members give. Thank you for your gifts, end of the year giving, all that. But what do you give the King of Kings, Lord of Lords? You're like, well, he, he doesn't need anything, but what can you give? And I would even challenge you. I think there are even cards, not specific for this, but you want to take a card, you want to write something, you want to give something away, you want to give something to the Lord. Put that in the offering plate. We're not going to read it, but it can be symbolic of this Christmas Eve 2017. I gave this to Jesus. Take it away. I mean, use this time. It's not just a special service. It is. Use this time to do business with the Lord. And then pick up a candle. Go back to your seat. After everybody's finished, I'll light one candle off the white candle, which would be symbolic of the Christ child. And we'll start passing the light of Christ. All this is done. No rote, no... Not for just to be special. There's a plan and purpose. Come forward. Receive Christ. Give Him. What do you need to give Him? Are you Christian all your life? What do you need to give Him? Take a candle. And we don't light that light on our own. And nothing in the world lights it but Jesus Christ. And then together, we'll showcase the body of Christ in silent night. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you that these people are here. Thank you that we have access to you in Jesus Christ. Thank you that we have the opportunity to give of of our lives and things in our lives that don't need to be there. And that we have this opportunity on Christmas Eve. Thank you for the opportunity to remember all you've done. So as we remember your birth, let us be focused that you came to die for us. And that gives, gives life. And that means... We believe in you. We will never, uh, we'll never experience death. Even, even if we do go through the physical death before you come, that you came to defeat death. And one day it will totally be gone. Lord Jesus, I pray for the loved ones here as we remember those who've gone before. Let them feel their presence and their spirit. But let us feel that because of you, because of what you have done. And we know in faith that we will see them again and have everlasting joy. Not the fleeting joy, even as much as I love it, so even of Christmas. May we know that now. In Jesus' name, amen.